Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny, and we are a, a couple, couple of, of park, park hoppers. hoppers. We're back after a week off with boatloads of parks news that has dropped recently. We'll be covering all of the latest regarding restaurants, ride details, and an exciting announcement that directly affects our brand. Let's, Let's hop to it. it. have really been getting to enjoy some of the Christmas and holiday, uh, you know, festivities going on recently. It's so nice, especially after this crazy year that has been 2020. I'm accepting to it. To start to feel really good this I'm time of year. It. It's I, nice. I feel like the last time that I, that I, uh, you know, talked to all the beautiful people, I was feeling a little grinchy. I was feeling a little upset that we were starting to play Christmas music at my job. Yeah. I was feeling a little bit uh not so holiday. Not so holly jolly. Not so holly jolly. Well, one thing happened to us during our week off that made us feel all holly jolly. Yes. We got to visit Jolly Creek. Oh my gosh. I feel like that kind of turned my mood around about experiencing Christmas before it's legal to. <laughs> Is, is there a thing? Is, is there a time when it becomes legal? After Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving. Okay, which is this Thursday. Yeah. So it's, we're almost there. Yeah, but we're still illegal. But we got a sneak peek at Jolly Creek, uh, the holiday festival over there in yes. Kissimmee. Thanks to the wonderful people from Jolly Creek for inviting us out. We had the best time it with you guys. It was such a great time. It was our first time there. I think it was the first time they held the event. Yeah. Um, and they're actually the sister event of Scream and Stream, the, ho- the Halloween event, the drive-through event that they uh, that was held earlier this year. Yes. Um, so it was really cool to get invited out for this and go experience the first ever Jolly Creek Holiday Festival. And we had a great time. So um, thank you so much for inviting us out. I will say that the only thing that we didn't get to do is we didn't get to go on the airboat ride. I know. So We were going to. We were about to. We were in line. We were waiting for the boat to pull up and get on. And then it immediately started raining. Because Florida. Because Florida. And so we didn't get to do that. So um, Jolly Creek, if you're listening, we would love to come out and um, cover some airboat rides. Yeah, we would. <laughs> yes, we would. But again, thank you guys for having us out. I I think that you uh, you turned my frown upside down. I'm, I'm ready for Christmas. Absolutely. And you can tell... Uh, in the video that we made for YouTube, how holly jolly Danny became once we got out to Jolly Creek. And you, like I said, go to a couple of park hoppers or, f- or youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, and you can go watch that video recap of our trip to Jolly Creek, and you can see what that event is all about. You must go watch that. It's, it's a great video. It'll get you into the holiday spirit. But speaking of people, yes, there were a whole lot of people out this week. Yes. So this is a holiday week. Like we said, Thanksgiving is this Thursday and it has been very busy down here in the Orlando area at all the theme parks. Right. Now, the one that actually hit capacity this past Monday. Which was was, a surprise. 
was Universal Studios. On Monday. On a Monday? The first time it's hit capacity on a Monday. Why are y'all out on a Monday? Because, you know, every once in a while we'll see tweets from Universal or from Orlando Informer or whoever's in the know. On the weekends, you know, Saturdays, Sundays, the, those parks tend to hit capacity. Correct. Because they don't have the same reservation system that Disney does. Right. So they actually limit capacity at the gates. And then they'll tell you if it's hit capacity or not. And I'm guessing you have to just like wait around. Basically, yeah. You have to wait for some people to leave or I don't know how exactly how it works because I haven't been there at that time. Yeah, we haven't been there when it hit capacity. But uh, apparently it hit capacity around 1030 uh, Monday morning. Yikes! Which is crazy. <laughs> so that's, that's before that's, breakfast. <laughs> yeah, right? And that just tells you how busy this area is during a holiday week, even with everything going on. So... Um, you can probably expect that from the Disney parks. And Danny was saying that somebody from her work told her that they couldn't get a park pass for anywhere but Epcot the today, other day. Yeah. Today, yeah. Yeah, for today. And this is Tuesday. Now, the other thing is we went down to uh, Disney Springs to pick up something today. We did. Oh, my God. It was so busy. Like, literally, we got into Disney Springs and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, it like, felt like a regular Friday night, like, during not like, COVID. Like a weekend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we got in and, and got out, but... Well, I no, mean, we didn't. There was a 20-minute wait to get into World of Disney. Well, technically, they said 20 minutes. Yeah, and it yeah. took us about 10. 10. Okay. Um, but, yes, you're right. There was a wait to get into World of Disney. Which is nuts. What I mean is we got in and we got out. We weren't there for, like, hours and right, hours. Right, right, right. We yeah. were probably there for We weren't for hanging out hour. with the masses for, for hours. But there was even a line to, like... So you had to align to park, align to get your temperature taken. Lines everywhere. Um, now, right, currently they are doing bag checks at Disney they Springs. They are, yep. So I don't know if it's because of the increased capacity or like just because they are hitting capacity and they're mm. trying to make sure that every everybody's safe. Maybe. There's a line to get into Disney Spring or into World of Disney. There was a line to pay for your stuff. So you got in a line to, <laughs> to get in a line to give them your money to get in another line. <laughs> like... But so, yeah, n whether it was Disney, Universal, all of the theme parks seem to be doing really, really well this week. Absolutely. Now, speaking of all the theme parks, there was a very, very exciting announcement that came out the other day. <gasps> What's that? And when Danny and I started this venture back in February, which seems decades ago. It's almost our birthday. It, it's crazy how long ago that February 2020 feels. Yes. When we started this venture, a couple of park hoppers. Listen to the name. A couple of park hoppers. Literally three weeks after we started this venture, the parks closed. Four months later, the parks reopened and yes. no park hopping. <laughs> However, starting January 1st, 2021, there will be park hopping again with limitations, but now we can justify our <laughs> brand name once again, a couple of park hoppers. Hoppers. With limitations. Yes. <laughs> that yes. is not going to be part of our name, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple of park hoppers with, with limitations. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I'm so excited that we can justify our name again. Absolutely. Um, however, I, I would like to say that, you know, we weren't, we didn't just mean park hoppers as in Disney. We meant we parked, we park hopped to all parks across the United States, hopefully someday all over the world. But now we can actually justify our name in terms of where the actual name from Park Hoppers came from. Absolutely. Now, Park Hoppers, there are a little bit of different things than... Uh, limitations. Than limitations. <laughs> there are limitations. So tell me a little bit about those limitations. So 
there's a there's a four step process essentially for the new park hopper option. Currently, and now you can. I don't believe you can visit four parks in one day. Right. Anymore. <laughs> Especially with the hours that they're they're limiting everything to, but step one, you have to make a reservation still. So you have to you have to intend on going to one park, you know that that day. Right. So say you make a, a reservation for Magic Kingdom, to be able to park hop to another park, you have to go to Magic Kingdom, scan in at Magic Kingdom, and then you can go to a different park after a certain time. And that's subject to change. They're going to change that, but right now, right away, they're going to start it at two o'clock each day, and that window will end at park close which also means that if you are planning on park hopping to hollywood studios if they do plan on continuing to have the the uh, drops for rise of the resistance at the times they are at seven and two you will not be able to ride rise of the resistance if you are park hopping to hollywood studios it must be your original park pass reservation right so just just so if you're listening and going sweet so maybe i can hit rise of the resistance that is incorrect. That is probably one of the only things that they are not, you know, putting out there. Right. But just so you know, in order to go on Rise of the Resistance, you must have a park pass reservation for that day for the original park reservation. Correct. And you wouldn't be you wouldn't be eligible to get a park pass at seven AM that morning without a Hollywood Studios reservation anyway. Correct. And then if the park hopping starts at two o'clock, you wouldn't be through the gates until after two to be eligible for that two o'clock drop anyway. And being that the um, the all of the boarding passes, all of the boarding groups are gone within maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, less than a minute. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a joke, but it's not. Like, literally, if you don't go fast enough, you're SOL. So, so, the, so yeah, speaking of SOL, the, the one thing that really kind of stood out to me with the new park hopping system is that, you know, Disney Parks blog has it listed. Uh, we can post that on our socials, but it says step two: confirm park ho- park hopper hours. Um, so you go on, you you just confirm what time you can go to your second park. Step three: you have to visit your first park, like we said, and then it says step four: when it's time, visit another park. And then it says, please note that the ability to visit another park will be subject to the park's capacity limitations. So, like I said, speaking of SOL, if you decide to park hop over to Hollywood Studios and they're at capacity, sounds like they're not going to let you in. I mean, I think it's a good middle ground for right now, and I'm sure, sure that this is subject to change. Right. But, um, I mean, there are probably going to be days where people are going to want to hit up, like, Magic Kingdom or, you know, something. Maybe when Phantasmic comes back, people are going to want to park hop over to Phantasmic. Right. Um, over at Hollywood Studios. I know I will. Oh, I will be there. <laughs> I will be there, tears a streaming. And uh, but the thing is, like, I think it's a good middle ground because you have the opportunity to park hop, but they still need to be within guidelines, especially, right. you know, because we still are in the middle of a global pandemic sure. and we're all just trying to do our best. So I mean, I really think Disney is doing their best to accommodate as many people as they can. Absolutely. Because they know people travel from far to come to the parks, even with all the the differences that are happening right yeah. now. And they want people to make the most of their visit and still be safe. So I think that this is a really, really good middle ground from what it sounds like, at least. And I think they're announcing it so far ahead in advance because they're announcing it. They announced it about a week ago uh, here in November, and it's not going to start till January 1st, 2021. So I think they want to get that news out there and explain to people exactly what's going on so these people aren't going from 9 o'clock to 11 o'clock Magic Kingdom and then expecting to go hop somewhere else. Right. Like, they want to get this information out there now 
so you know that you know you got to look at the app. You got to see when Park Hopper hours start. Right away, they're going to start at two o'clock. That is subject to change. So you got to keep an eye on the app. The app is going to be your best friend, and you're going to be able to find out what time that you're able to skip to another park, and then you you have to stay there till close. Now, the other thing is you have to pay for a park hopper ticket. Correct. This is not included if you just buy a ticket. Right. But, but this is like um, like the way that it used to be that you could either just buy a ticket for a day at the park and you could visit one park or yep. buy a park hopper ticket. Correct. So you have to have the park hopper option. It uh, is an upcharge. On your ticket and and or your annual pass. But it's always felt worth it. To, oh, yeah. Um, you know, to to us on vacation. Um, this will also count when it comes to annual passes. So Correct. if you have an annual pass that includes park hopping, that you'll be able to do that as well. Exactly. Now, as we said, park hopping is not going to be available until January 1st. But one of the parks you'll be able to park hop to then... Um, has a bunch of new and exciting things happening over there yes, soon. Yes, and what park is that? This is going to be Epcot. Now, Epcot, first off, ha- does have something coming soon, and that's going to be this Friday. Festival of the Holidays is starting this Friday. Now, Festival of the Holidays is very much like um, one of the festivals that has new food, different theming, and we are so excited about this. Now, have we ever been to Festival of the Holidays? We sure have. I feel like I don't really remember it. So Festival of Holidays is normally, there's a bunch of uh, holiday kitchens that surround the World Showcase. There's the Candlelight Processional. Oh, All yes, that stuff yes, yes. happens during the Festival of the Holidays. I just think of it as like Christmas theming. So yeah. I didn't realize it was like Festival of the Holidays. Yeah, if you go to DisneyWorld.com, you guys can find a full menu of all the uh, the flavors of the season when scrumptious bites and merry libations is what they're calling it on the website here. It's funny seeing the American holiday yeah, <laughs> dishes because right. it's it just, Thanksgiving. Because we're in America. So. <laughs> it's just turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes, green beans, cranberry sauce. Yes. Holiday pot pie all different kinds of things. Pumpkin, gingerbread, cheesecake, holy moly. Sign me up. Yes, please. Shipyard eggnog. What? Uh, so when are we headed over there? Uh, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> when it starts. Actually, no. We're going to go there Friday. I'm going Friday. <laughs> okay, see you there. Good night. <laughs> um, yeah, Epcot. Super exciting. There's so many exciting foods. We could go through them, but it would take us a very long time yeah. to go through them. There's just going to be so many different offerings and things that we don't normally get to try. And lots of sweets. Yeah, that's lo- <laughs> lots of sweets. Already, I feel like there's already so many cookies and sweets and different things being offered just in general. Just doing a quick scroll here on DisneyWorld.com on the uh, the Epcot page. you can, Like I said, you can view the entire menu for Festival of the Holidays. And there's so much stuff. So what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to go over there. We're going to try a bunch of things. And then we'll do a whole episode on everything that we try. Absolutely. Now, one thing that, from my understanding, unless anything has changed, they are not going to have the Santas around the world this year for Festival of the Holidays. I believe you're correct. So I know that that was one thing that somebody asked me the other day. So if that changes, we'll let you guys know. But Festival of the Holidays is back, but there are some things that they are not offering. There's also no candlelight processional. That's correct. That has been canceled. So, But let's talk about some things that Epcot is going to have. Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff coming in the near future at Epcot. And uh, as you guys can see, if you've been to Epcot recently, you know, Future World is kind of a mess. It is. The Future World is a mess. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's... uh, There's there's construction walls everywhere. There's construction everywhere. And uh, 
it's it, there. It's in the middle of a giant makeover right now. Yes. And so, but one really exciting thing is I don't know if you guys saw the the new spires uh, fountain in front of Spaceship Earth. Those those construction walls are going to be coming down before the end of the year. Finally. So we're going to actually get to see what that fountain looks like in action. So that's really exciting. I can't wait to see that. I feel yeah. like I'm so short. I just see the very top of it. I'm like, well, that's all you can pretty. see because of the construction walls. It's not because you're short. I feel like I see less of it I'm than everyone than else. I'm taller you, and that's all I can so see. So maybe you can see a little bit more than me. Not really. Oh, it must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, lots of stuff coming to Epcot, including the Guardians of the Galaxy. Cosmic Rewind. I want to go on this ride now. Yes. Like everything I hear about this and every time I get to see something about it, I'm like, can I get a fast pass for this now? Even though we don't have fast passes. But can I get on it now? Can I start waiting in line for this now? Now, uh, we did see a little bit more about this roller coaster. So we got to see the inside of the show building. Yeah, you know that giant show building that blends in with the sky? <laughs> the, <laughs> that of. giant show building you can't miss if you're walking into the left of Spaceship Earth? Yeah, that's the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind show building that's attached to the old Universe of Energy building where the ride actually starts and where the queue is. And then it launches into this brand new building, which we got a peek inside of. And we got a peek of the ride vehicles, which are able to spin 360 degrees in any direction. I want to go on it now. Yeah. So it's really exciting. We saw that it's on the track in the photo that we're looking at on Disney Parks blog. It's on the track. It's really exciting. That means they're pretty far along with everything going on here. And I believe this ride is scheduled to open sometime around the 50th anniversary, possibly 2022 at this oh, point. Oh, no. I don't want to wait that long. Yeah. So the, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World is October 2020, uh, 2021. And so I, I believe the original timetable was to have this open by then. But with everything going on and the construction was paused because of layoffs and all that, um, I believe it has been pushed back to 2022, but there's no confirmation on Disney Parks blog of that just yet. Yeah, but they they also want to have something that makes people want to visit the parks during the 50th anniversary. Yeah. Um, I do think that we're going to see more and more like sneak peeks about this ride coming out, especially the theming is probably going to be really cool to see. Yeah. And the fact that it moves 360 degrees, how do you feel about that? I think it's going to be awesome. Have you ever been on a roller coaster that did that? It's, I believe it's the first of its kind. I, I think The only one that I've been on that rotates is Escape from Gringotts. Okay. I think that's the only one that I think that I've been on that rotates like that. I know that there's one at Bush Gardens. We watched the video yeah, of the other yeah, I just day. Haven't been on it. But that one doesn't I imagine that one looks a lot calmer than yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be. So I think this is going to be absolutely fantastic and a must must ride for all roller coaster and ride enthusiasts. Now there's another ride that we got a little bit more information about. And that is Ratatouille's, uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Yes, we got some details about Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, which was originally supposed to open this past summer, 2020. But again, because of everything that's happened, everything got pushed back. But it is 100% guaranteed to open in 2021. And from everything I've heard from sources, early 2021. I hope so. So we shall see. It's a trackless ride vehicle that takes you into the uh, the kitchen with Linguini and and Remy and you know you're the size of of Remy and you're kind of going around the kitchen and avoiding mischief and trouble and they actually do have a, a ride that's very similar out in Disneyland Paris if you want to go check that out on YouTube somewhere but yeah it's coming to America it's coming here to Epcot 
And it should have been open already, but it's going to be opening very, very soon. We did see that. I think they put it on TikTok. And it was funny because they expected us to pay attention to what was being said. When in reality, I feel like I was just looking at (laughs) trying to peek behind what was happening behind the guy who was talking. Yeah, right. I just want to see. I just want to go on that ride, too. So I think that is all we have in terms of Epcot, but all very, very exciting news. Yes. So all that sounds super exciting. I cannot wait for all that new stuff to come to Epcot in the near future, Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. But 2021 sounds like it's going to be a heck of a year for for the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. I'm excited that we're going to be here for all of it. Yes, for sure. I'm excited that we don't have to plan vacations to get to see all these things. Yeah. But again, that's why we moved here. It's so nice. There's always something new to see. There's always something new to see. And there's going to be some brand new dining options. Always something new to eat. (laughs) Brand new dining options reopening, I guess. They're not brand new dining options, but they're old dining options that have reopened for the first time since the closure. For the first time in forever. Yeah. And we have the three notable ones that are going to be opening very soon. First, we're heading over to Disney's Hollywood Studios to Toy Story Land where Woody's Lunchbox is going to be opening back again. I've never eaten at Woody's Lunchbox. Neither have I, and I'm really excited about it. I did hear, however, which really disappointed me because it's one of the two things that I really wanted to try, that the tachos are no longer on the menu. I wonder if they'll come back at some point. I would imagine so because, you know, it was a very popular item and people will probably make noise about it. But the other item is that grilled cheese, which I've heard is probably one of the best sandwiches on property that's insane to me it's i cannot wait to try that super excited there's like a million different kinds of cheeses in it and some people it's so stretchy if you ever looked at like a video or yes. or a image of somebody eating it like their hands are like a foot and a half apart and the cheese is still connected oh my gosh it's crazy i cannot wait to try that um the second dining option that is reopening for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic is crystal palace at magic kingdom However, we won't have our friends from the 100 Acre Wood there. Is that correct? That is correct. And it will not be a buffet so any it'll be longer. Family style. That's correct. So we visited Chef Mickey when it was family style. Well, it's still family style. And I really enjoyed it. So I think once we are able to make reservations starting on December 1st, we're definitely going to try to see if we can snag one. Absolutely. And so direct quote from Disney Parks blog, it says, On December 13th, the Crystal Palace will reopen its doors. And while our friends from the 100 Acre Wood will be taking a break from greeting guests, the restaurant will now be offering a family-style dining experience. There will be new individually plated entrees, including crispy fried chicken with honey pot drizzle. Mmm. <laughs> Uh, Fire-roasted prime rib of beef. I love prime rib. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't Mm -hmm. love prime rib? Uh, Fried cauliflower. That sounds good. And more. Fried cauliflower. Yeah. So super exciting that that the Crystal Palace is opening. And I'm just getting rumbly in my tumbly just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, I think that come December 1st, we are going to have to try to snag one of those reservations. Absolutely. Because we loved loved Crystal Palace for breakfast and for uh, the lunch slash dinner menu that they had that before excellent both times were really really good and then the third option is one that's not open very often but sometimes it's open for the holidays and it's uh, the tomorrowland terrace which is now currently being used as a, a rest area where you can sit down at a table under some fans and take your mask off yeah uh, i'm not sure what they're going to be doing about that or where they're going to move the rest area to but with tomorrowland terrace open that just offers another outdoor socially distanced dining option at Magic Kingdom, which there's not a whole lot of right now. 
Yeah, I think they're opening all these places so that people have places to sit down and eat. Exactly. And one really exciting thing that I was reading about this, about Tomorrowland Terrace, because I had never been there before. I don't know what the menu was like before. But from everything that I've read, it's basically going to take the menu from Columbia Harbor House over to Tomorrowland Terrace. Seafood, 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 seafood. I'm super excited about that. We get some shrimp. We get some clam chowder. And it'll be cool enough to <laughs> eat clam chowder. Yeah, right. Not like in July where you're like, mm, let me have some clam chowder in 95 degree heat oh, and 80% humidity. Nothing like a very thick, creamy soup sitting in your belly when it's 95 degrees out. I would just lie down in the middle of Frontierland and fall asleep. Yeah, for sure. I haven't, but I could. <laughs> so really excited about those three dining options opening back up here. And uh, hopefully more very soon, including maybe Casey's Corner or other oh, places I miss like Casey's that. Corner. Yeah. I totally understand why Casey's is not open. Oh, 100%. Because it's right on that corner between, you know, the the hub and uh, the Emporium. And right now, to get into the Emporium when you go to Magic Kingdom, the line wraps around Casey's over by Crystal Palace. Yeah. So that area is just going to be congested anyway plus the cavalcades, plus the tiny space that is Casey's Corner. You know what else I hope opens? What? The, the spring roll the card? The spring roll card. <laughs> I'm 0 for 4 the last four <laughs> times I've been to Magic Kingdom. I saw on Disney Food Blog one day that it was back open, and I was like, yes, I'm going back to the spring roll card. And then it's gone, been closed every time I've been there since. Single so time. when is it open? <laughs> I don't know. Don't understand what's wrong with this. It's just so funny because they're opening all these places, and like the spring roll card oh, is just this drives el- me crazy. Elusive. I feel like maybe they make like 10 spring rolls and open the card and sell them and close. <laughs> It. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just staff staff some some poor person there and and just give me spring rolls, please. Thank you. We love will, you. We will let you guys know when the spring <laughs> roll card is open. Oh my god. But I, yeah, <laughs> that is to be determined. But yes, uh, Tomorrowland Terrace, very exciting. It's gonna have lobster rolls, fried shrimp, clam chowder, seafood. Have you ever had a lobster roll from Harbor House? Not from Harbor House. Okay. So like I said, like you guys know, Bill is from Massachusetts. Yeah, so lobster. I, so I would very much like to see what you think about them. Well, if it's anything like the one that's at the American uh, American Adventure Pavilion at Epcot during uh, Food and Wine, that was really good. That was really good. It was small, but it was really good. Yeah. Um, and if it's anything like that, then yeah, sure. I'll, I'll try one, depending on the price, but Some I'll try lob- one. Lobster. Some lobster. I can't ever do the I accent can't. right. Lobster. 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 Did I just, did I do it right? Yes. Oh, did. I did it right. Yeah, All you're right. Good. You're good. Um, so that's really exciting. Uh, more options for plate for people to go. More options for people to eat. So we've got one more really exciting development that we've heard come about in the last couple of days. And for those of you guys who are living in South Florida, all our Miami park hoppers down there, um, really exciting news for you guys that Brightline and Walt Disney World have apparently reached a deal to build a Disney Springs station for a high-speed rail service from South Florida to Orlando via MCO by 2022. This is very exciting. That's huge news because imagine a high-speed train station at Disney Springs. I can't. I can't imagine where they would put it. But, you know, I'm sure they've got ideas. I'm sure they do. And uh, according to uh, Ashley Carter, 
who is a local news reporter. She reports on theme park information. Um, she says the, con- the concept for proposed Brightline Station at Disney Springs includes a lobby on the ground level, passenger facilities, and an upper-level train platform. So that means that the train will be coming in on an upper level. So that, that makes a little bit more sense because it's you can always build up and you know build that stuff in the sky rather than find space on the ground to do it. Sure. Um, so that's, uh, that's really interesting that uh, there's going to be a high-speed train from Miami through MCO and then uh, with a stop at Disney Springs. And my understanding is normally the trip would take about three hours and it cuts it down to about two. Oh, yeah. Three if you're lucky. If you're lucky, if you hmm. take I four and, and you know the uh, and fly <laughs> yeah, exactly the uh, the turnpike down and, to uh, Miami, um, it's it takes forever with traffic and everything. So really exciting that it's it's supposed to take about two hours to get on that high speed train and come right to Walt Disney World. So you know those of you down in the Miami or South Florida areas, um, really exciting news for you guys. And maybe we can go visit Miami for yeah. the first time. Welcome to Miami. I'm going to Miami. Yeah. That's another Will Smith song. Yes, it is. We've been watching a lot of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and recently. And very much enjoying it. Because Danny had never really watched it. And I am in love with that show. It's like in my top five shows of all time. There's no And there's no reason I haven't ever yeah. watched it. I just... We, we You just never did. We just never did. And uh, so we watched the... Um, she had no idea what was going on for the most part of it. But we watched the Fresh Prince Reunion the other night on HBO Max, and I was so good. getting all emotional watching it. You know, watching Aunt Viv and and the the tribute to Uncle Phil, and uh, so we decided to you know, hey, we're gonna go watch the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and we're like halfway through season one, and she's really enjoying it. So that's really exciting. Yeah, but, I really am. But um, speaking of um, my fr- <laughs> Fresh, Prince, well, Fresh Prince is a retired TV show. Right. Speaking of retirement, we'd like to uh, congratulate. The legendary Imagineer, emphasis on the ear, <laughs> Joe Rohde, for an amazing 40-year career with Walt Disney Imagineering. And he has made an announcement that he's going to be retiring early 2021. So the man who was basically the brainchild behind Animal Kingdom, the all the attractions there, and a whole bunch of other things. You can look up his resume. It, it is extensive. Now, one thing I did see that he saw in, or that he said in an interview was that he didn't want to stay long enough to get caught up in another big project. Yeah. That by the time the project was over, that he would be very old. And one thing that I'm wondering is if he knows about some really exciting projects on the horizon. I'm sure Joe Rohde is well in the know of things that are up and coming at Walt Disney Imagineering. I would imagine so. But I would imagine that with everything that's going on, he's like, this is my time to step down so that I don't just keep getting pulled into these projects because how passionate I am about them. One thing I'm curious about is, you know, you've got the Tony Baxters, you've got the Joe Rohde's. You know, now the Tony Baxter is retired and Joe Rohde is retiring. The celebrity Imagineers. Yeah, you wonder if that's going to kind of go away, even though they've kind of put a lot of emphasis on Sharita Carter, who is one of the brainchilds behind Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And she was very heavily featured in the Imagineering story and, you know, different behind-the-scenes stuff like that. So you wonder if, if somebody like her or even Zach Ridley, who is an Imagineer who um, broke the news the other day about the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, vehicles and all that stuff, um, you wonder if these or those two are going to sort of be the next quote-unquote celebrity Imagineers or they're going to kind of steer away from that and be like the man behind the curtain type of thing. I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the middle because I think as humans we tend to gravitate towards other humans yeah 
like we don't like just thinking of um you know imagineers as like this oompa loompas yeah like they're just working behind the scenes right and that's why shows like um the imagineering story do so well right because we like to know that people who are creating these things are as passionate about them as as we are and when we get to enjoy them even though we're not the ones making them we still you know feel very deeply for what they do right and so i think that it's in our human nature to want to know who the creators are absolutely i I do at least yeah but i don't know if it will be so much of a like um like a celebrity like one like i think that they want it to be more spread out to give credit to more because i think honestly a lot of people sometimes tend to be like oh well it's you know these three and they do all the work when in reality probably hundreds of people yeah and i think that they want to see you know people recognized and i think that's that is why they're trying to put more people out there Uh but um they want them to be accessible but i don't know i don't know yeah we don't have the answer to that i don't i don't run walt disney imagineering if i did i wouldn't be here Here's the other thing. In a world full of technology and social media, um, having celebrity Imagineers can kind of be a liability. Sure. Because if they're the face of the company, you have to like depend on them. And, you know, these people who are retiring, like they've made themselves dependable. Like Joe Rohde has been working at Disney, what, since he was, what was it, 25? Yeah, 40 years. That's insane. So he has proved himself himself to be dependable. And so I think that... Um, there, there just has to be a balance. You have to know that when you're putting your faith in somebody, they're going to stick around long term and that they're going to, you know, bring pride to the company, not embarrass the company. So on behalf of a couple of park hoppers, we'd like to wish Joe Rody a wonderful retirement. You know, enjoy that, um, that that time off that you're so, you know, overdue for. And uh, thank you for everything that you've done with the Walt Disney Company. You know, we, we tremendously enjoy all of your work so thank you joe Rody. thank you joe Rody. uh enjoy retirement and uh all the best wishes to you and we hope to see you around the parks be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify stitcher and now the amazon music app also be sure to follow at park hoppers show on instagram twitter like a couple of park hoppers on facebook and join the now over 7,500 people in climbing following us on TikTok. Again, keep an eye out on all of our social media platforms for information on how to participate in our contests. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.